What's happening, people? Welcome to the First Step Theology podcast, where we discuss our glorious God so that we all might love and enjoy Him in a greater way. My name is Joel, and I'm so glad to be here with you, people. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a brown-coloured bush with goggly eyes stuck on? No, it's Luke Rasmussen. How are you, mate? <laughs> Where are you getting these things from? <laughs> I just thought I got to lift my intro game for you yeah, because because you're a delightful human being. Thank you. That doesn't get enough respect, it's and I just want to lift your profile. Call me a brown bush with googly eyes. Is that, is that what we're talking about just, here? Just bigger intros. Yeah, bigger intros for your big personality. I love it. Mm. I'm, I'm a big fan of these. Yeah. Keep them coming. So I'm, I'm, I'm a hairy casserole. <laughs> the other week. <laughs> I'm a big bush with googly eyes. That's my favourite. I like that one. Good. I'm going to keep them coming this whole season. I'm going to intro you in a different way. <laughs> Hey, speaking of intro, mm. I know we haven't we didn't talk about this in our planning meeting because we have planning meetings for these podcasts. I know we've we've got properly organised. Yeah. Anyway, it's actually making me fearful in my tummy. <laughs> in your little tum. My little tum tum. Hey, what's going on with? Have we got a new intro song coming along? Uh, d- you, d- let's wait and see. Because <laughs> I thought you two were on the like in the recording studio for us. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been putting in the hours. Yeah. Trying to get that that fifteen seconds of strong strong tunes out. Good. But you know, creativity is a is a like a breath of fresh air in a in a rustle of leaves. Good. Mm. Speaking of rustling of leaves, mm. it's my wife's birthday recently. Right. And uh it reminded me of a conversation that you and I've have had earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Flowers. So oh. Charlotte I, look, Flipping now, flowers. Don't get me wrong. Don't I, get me started on flowers. <laughs> I love gardening, right? This is I'm realizing I'm getting old now. Right. Nothing excites me more than gardening. Nothing? <laughs> good theology, good gardening. I'm gonna start yeah. a podcast. There you go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to good theology <laughs> and gardening. This is your favorite flower, the crash mushroom. Let's talk about oaks. Your favorite flower. <laughs> your big hairy bush. Anyway. <laughs> With googly eyes. <laughs> anyway, move, move back to flowers. <laughs> anyway, um, I like flowers that are attached to trees. Mm. What? So my wife got flowers from people and... Like a bunch of flowers. A bunch of flowers. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Isn't it a bizarre present to get someone? This is the most clear dividing line between men and women. Absolutely. How can you not say... <laughs> Biology aside. Yes. <laughs> what, what, what is it? That is so special about flowers. Yeah. Because it's literally a, a thing that costs lots of money. Lots like of money. Like an outrageous amount. Yeah. And in a week's time is dead. Yeah. Hi, I treasure <laughs> you so much as a friend. I'm going to give you a gift that dies, even if you care for it. Yeah. And this is how I see our friendship. Yeah. Dying. Isn't that... It's just wild. And we've we've placed the um, romantic value upon that specific gift. That's right. It's like candles and flowers have a specific romantic connotation that no other gift has. <laughs> yes. Or maybe like love heart chocolates. Like this is like <laughs> yeah. the three things, right? It's so true. Yeah, but only one of those three dies upon its own volition within its week. This yep. is the picture of my romantic love for you. Yep. It will die at some point. Dead in a week. Yeah. Just like we are Isn't in our so sins. Weird? Yeah. <laughs> oh my golly. I can't I just can't believe it. Do you know what? But 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 girls like well, girls like that stuff. What's with women? Can I just like <laughs> let's be understand. honest, we have no idea what we're doing when it comes to romance. 
Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I be honest with you one time? Yeah. I um it might have been a Valentine's Day. Mm. I Charlotte and I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. And we're not mm. like one of those couples who go, oh, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day and deep down one wants it. Like we never really do. Anyway, sure. but when we're dating, mm. you know. Yeah, you, you're still trying to get her to marry you. Yeah, so exactly right. you, trying you to celebrate everything. Yeah, exactly yeah. Right. It's Tuesday. <laughs> exactly right. Here's your $70 bunch of flowers. And do you know what I did? I I walked around her neighborhood, mm. cut flowers off people's gardens. That's the way to do and it. And gave her nice. And she lived in a nice area at the time, so there sure. was like roses. There was Boom. everything. Nice. I just delivered tulips, fresh flowers <laughs> fresh to her flowers. door. <laughs> and here's your favorite flower, the licorice mustn't. Here's <laughs> your favorite yeah. flower. I was flower. telling you the other day about how I. Um, asked Tess to date me. Oh yes. Or to go out with me, as you're saying in high school. Yeah. Go out with me. Yeah, so um, firstly I had to ask, I requested permission from her caregiver. Yes. Her mum. <laughs> her responsible person. It sounds like Tess is like a special needs kid. <laughs> from her mum, I asked her if it would be okay if I could ask her daughter out as a respectful young man. Well done. And Take notes. She grilled me. Um, and As then, and then, what, for some reason, what I thought with the elaborate showing of love is I. So Tess grew up in the Mount in Mount Gambier, and down there there's a, a dormant volcano called Mount Shank. Yep. And so I thought it would be such a visual display of my adoration for her to Good. ask her out in a special way. And so, you know, as a eight or 17-year-old, yep. I thought, you know, what's the best thing that I could do? And this is what I came up with. I stole <laughs> one of my stepdad's bed sheets <laughs> and I filled it up with gravel and then I, I threw it over my shoulder and ran up Mount Shank, which is it's not super high, but it's yeah. it, it's a jog. It's a mount. And uh, and then down into the crater, yeah, and laid down this bed sheet. So it was like a white background. That was that was my my uh, <laughs> my clean Your sheet, canvas. as it were, my canvas. And then on it, with the gravel <laughs> that I had run up this mountain, yeah, and the stones that I could find around, I wrote on there, "Will you go out with me?" Right? Yeah. Delightful. Couple of problems. Um, I pick Tess up from school, walk up the mountain, going on a lovely walk. She, unbeknownst to her, I'm about to ask, whisk her off her feet and ask her out. <laughs> you know you, yeah. yeah. And um, first problem was Tess is near blind. Yeah. Um, and cannot look through binoculars to save herself. <laughs> so, and because like it's a bed sheet, it wasn't that big. Yeah. From where we were. She could not see. You're like, look, huh? Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. So I had to. Uh, I had taken a photo of it. So I had to show you uh, <laughs> a photo of it on my phone. Oh, the, 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 the second problem was uh, because the bed sheet's relatively small. Yeah. Um, I had run out of space because you know when you ever write anything in like block letters, you yeah. always start, you start bigger than massive. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ran out of space, so I had to join the two O's yeah. of go and out. Yeah. Or the two words and shared an O. So it said, Will you gout with me? <laughs> <laughs> and it just just a great picture of my love. How <laughs> did what great effort. How are you married? Little follow through. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Honestly, yeah. how much thinking did you put into well, it? Well quite a bit. Oh did you? An annoying amount considering yeah. how poorly it went. Yeah. yeah. I love that. 
What's the most romantic thing you've done? Is it a, is it a backflip you're telling me about? <laughs> uh, well, look, I have many things. I, mm. I, I actually really like writing poetry, Zoom. but that's boring. My first time I went to Kiss Charlotte, mm. we were. Hang on, have we? Have I told you I like writing poetry? We should have a poetry off. We should write. Poetry. Why don't we do some? Why don't next segment we do some slam poetry? <laughs> slam poetry. <laughs> no, we just like. Who's got the best poem? Anyway, it's yeah. not a competition. But go on, but mine's better. So. Mine takes better. <laughs> I proposed to my wife and she said yes. And look at me. The <laughs> googly-eyed bush. Googly-eyed weed, eh? <laughs> Your favourite flower. <laughs> go on, go on. Anyway, um, I used to be a swimmer. I don't know if you're aware of this. <laughs> and it was during our big swimming competition of the year. There are states. Of course. I was in uh, you know, typical fine form. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we went for a walk. Along the beach mm. down at Brighton, mm. and I was certain that I was going to kiss her. Mm. And so, <laughs> some I don't know why. First kiss, first kiss. Yep, I decided that I would impress her yeah. with a backflip <laughs> <laughs> off of the sand dunes, worked up my courage, and just slapped one on her face. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen it because she would have just looked so shocked. I'm like, what the heck is he doing? Oh my gosh, he's kissing me. (laughs) Not leaving her any time to be impressed. Just straight (laughs) in with the smooch. I I landed sideways. Like I had to get myself off of the floor. That's so good. Oh my gosh. Isn't Gosh. that brilliant? I just love the th- like. That's such a teenage boy thing so to do. Teenage boy. Hey, hey, Charlotte, look at this. <laughs> watch me, watch me, watch me. And girls are so not impressed by that stuff. Yeah, I like, don't care, Luke. Most updating <laughs> his life is her, Charlotte, going, Luke, don't jump off of that. <laughs> don't. No, please don't. And I'm like, no, it's really no impressive. one's here to impress. <laughs> yeah, I like you as you are, alive. Yeah, yeah. That's so classic. Boys and girls, we're so different. We're so different. Yeah. That's a segue. It is. Yeah, you probably shouldn't announce it's a segue. It sort of loses its punch then, doesn't <laughs> Does it? it? Yeah. But boys yeah. and girls, man, they're different. Man. Oh, so different. So different. Anyway, aren't we talking about... <laughs> boys and girls? We are. We are talking about complementarianism. Preach it. And what it means... So last week we talked about what it means to be human. Yes. Uh, what well, Josh Farish taught to us and we learned. And we just were in Listened. awe. Yeah, we were just shock and awe. Yeah. Um, and, and this week we're going to start a conversation that is going to continue because it's a big conversation. Yes. Talking about what is complementarian theology. Yes. And why we think it's a biblical idea and a integral important one. Mm. Now, before we jump in, I should say that um, this is a, a resource of Gospel Life Church Adelaide. Yep. And um, hey, if you are from elsewhere, then we are so glad that you're here, and, and we hope you find this edifying and fruitful. Mm. But uh, especially on a topic like this, it's it is important that we let you know this is primarily a resource for our church as we um, aim to equip our church for the work of ministry, um, as Ephesians uh, four teaches us to do. Yep. And so um, this is a topic that there are differences of opinion on. Um, so maybe why don't we start off by talking about, let's define what complementarianism is and, and really what this discussion is about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so we um, would say as a church we hold a complementarian point of view, which is yeah. this, that both males and females are uh, the same, Mm. In value, uh, in in purpose, mm. um, in dignity, in dignity in I- 
in identity, yeah. as in, in, in knowing God and being able to enjoy God and rightly and all of those really important things. Mm. But they are distinct and different. Yeah. And there is beauty in that difference. Totally. And so that does mean that males and females have different roles mm. within the, the family set up, um, within society, within the church. Yeah. And that that is actually a good thing. Yeah. So mm. complementarian celebrates that <laughs> took a while to get out of me. Mm. Um, celebrates the beauty of that distinction. Absolutely. Now, this discussion is uh, obviously one, uh, you know, com- complementarian theology has its alternative, mm-hmm. which uh, is, is known as an egalitarian position. Yep. Um, which essentially says mostly the same things, mm-hmm. but would say that, you know, men and women are equal yep. in all things, and men and women are to do all the same things. They, yep. are, they are equal, not just in worth and dignity, mm-hmm. but also in role. Yep. And um, and so, therefore, there are no distinctions or differences with how men and women should, or, or the roles that they should have within the church yep. and within the home, yep. primarily. Um, so there's sort of like two, two sides of this discussion. And mm. so... Uh, we just want to start with that to let you know that you know there is difference of opinion mm-hmm. on on this topic. We we feel like um, the a complementarian position is um, being faithful to scripture. Yep, and therefore something that we should hold as as important. Yep, right. Yeah, and it and as you will see as the conversation goes on, it's not necessarily an easy thing to hold, particularly in our culture mm. where the church is heading and and where our society is going. Yeah. Um, to hold that men and male and female are different, mm. the only two gender, yeah. and you know, like that. That, that is, in and of itself is a big statement these days. Yeah, exactly right. It's really quite controversial, mm. but we think that it's very important. Yeah. But in saying that, right, it is not essential to salvation. No, and so we would say that you know, as we talk about this some more, mm. uh, it comes down to um, the uh, the purity of what we think is. Within the church, so mm. for example, we we believe that Scripture is really clear mm. in First Timothy two, um, in in other places like Titus, um, mm. Corinthians, and places like that. It's mm. very clear that there is difference in roles. Yeah. Um, but if you are if you do not follow this, it does not mean that you're not a church. No. And it does not mean you're not a Christian. Absolutely. And we would relate to, and we you know we know yeah. other we love know, and support and pray for totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we do think. That it is very important. Totally, yeah. And you actually miss out on something that is beautiful because it's commanded mm-hmm. by God. Totally in Scripture. Yeah, yeah. And so, so a couple of things to start with, just to the individual listening. Um, firstly, if if you're a member of our church or not, and you're just not sure about this, and and you know some of the things we're going to talk about and the different roles of men and women, and and you're just not sure, then we would just say, take it slow. Mm. Continue the conversation. Yep. If you're not sure, that's okay. Mm, and that's, let's keep talking about it. Yeah, We've got a couple of podcasts coming up that are going to continue to unpack this with some really helpful guests. Next week, my golly, you're yeah. going to froth your little faces off oh, of that. Yes. We've got Claire Smith, uh, who's written a great book on this topic, um, chatting with us. Yeah. So can't wait to share that with you. Um, but And the second thing would be is um, if you do disagree – then we love you. Yeah, yeah. And, and we are glad. We, we hope that you still find this useful. Mm. Uh, if you have a different perspective on, on, on anything that, that we share, then then we'd love to 
meet with you. I'd, I'd love to have dinner with you and talk about it. Like it's it's not an exclusive. We you know we don't talk to them because they disagree with us. No, yeah. no. Yeah, um, please don't buy into the cultural narrative of cancelling. No. Like if you disagree with us. Mm. Please don't go, well, we're done here. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, hear us out and go to scripture on it. Totally. And let's have a good conversation yeah. about it. And that's maybe where we need to start is yeah. we as a church, yep. Luke and I as, as elders in a church, mm-hmm. and really it, all of us as Christians should have this hope is that we want to submit yep. to what the Bible says yep. and we want to faithfully um, live and act and and lead our churches in such a way that is faithful to God's good design. Yep. Faithful to scripture. Yeah. And so um yeah, good Absolutely. place to start. Great place to start. So yeah. let's let's talk about it. Yeah. What is uh maybe broadly what what is complementarian theology? You gave a, a real brief definition, but if we were to unpack this for for us, what do we believe about men and women? And maybe we should just be a bit specific today and talk about in the church, since that's the the topic we're talking about. Yeah, so we say that because male and females are different, God has made it that uh, he has called men to lead, yeah. in, um, and specifically uh, spiritually, mm. uh, in the home yep. and also in the church. Totally. And so that is the role that God has designated for them. Mm. Um, and... Um, uh, should we un- should we unpack that a little bit more? Yeah, well, let's get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Maybe should we start with how we're equal? Yeah, yeah. Because that's where we should always start. Mm-hmm. Now, you talked about value mm-hmm. and worth and dignity. Yep. Um, and standing before God. Yep. And and that is so true. So we need to start the conversation with this. What's the difference between men and women, and the role of men and women in the church and in the home? Well, first we need to start with what's the same. And that's really where we started last week with Josh Farris talking about anthropology. Yep. And we as humans are all created in the image of God. And mm-hmm. therefore, he is black and white. Therefore, men and women, children and oldie poldies. Yep. Are, in the womb. Yeah. Are created in the image of God. Yep. And equally valuable. Yep. Equally, equally children of God through faith in Jesus Christ alone. That's right. Uh, Galatians 3.28 is really good in that. It says, Mm. there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is uh, no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, what uh, he's saying there is that, not that there is no distinction any further Mm. because of what Christ has done. That's not at all what he's saying because that would be contrary to (laughs) everything else he teaches. Mm. But that in salvation, there is no difference. No. Yeah, no, there's no front runners. Yeah. Yeah, because I am you know, a Jew, I am far more important to who... Totally. Yeah, Yeah, or because I'm, you know, not a slave. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, the, the freedom we get from Christ is far greater than your status in society. Amen. And so we no longer have to yield to that any longer. That's that Christian liberty that we have. It's beautiful. Boom. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And and so beyond so beyond just dignity and, and value and worth, I shouldn't say just, but our, our identity in Christ. Yeah, um, we are also equal and necessary yep. in the mission of God. Yes. So you go back to Genesis one. Yeah. Uh, Adam is given the the mission of having dominion. Yep. And and multiplying, filling the earth with glory givers to God. Mm-hmm. And God saw that it was not good that He was alone. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to multiply alone. Yep. 
And uh, so he gave <laughs> yep. him Eve and, um, and together yep. they fulfilled the mission of God. Now, yes. we also see that in the new creation of, of Acts in the church. Mm. We see men and women, brothers and sisters in Christ from different backgrounds and different religious upbringings and, and yep. different socioeconomic levels partnering together as yep. brothers and sisters in Christ for the glory of God and the proclamation of the gospel. And, and all of them mm. are necessary. Big time. And so for, for us today, every single person in our church is equally necessary yeah. for the mission of God. That's right. And I, I think it's important that you make that distinction because it, it's not just about gender, no. like this conversation. Mm. And I think sometimes what it can do, this conversation, it can highlight the value that we put or the emphasis we put on the pulpit, mm. you know, of that lead pastor kind of role. Yeah, totally. You know, like the only valuable member of this church is actually working the mission and we all put our, our money together so that they can have this mission <laughs> yeah, yeah. is the lead pastor. Totally. And so by us then saying, you know, that, oh, you know, it's not a, a, a woman's role to be a preacher within the church, right? Which mm. we'll get to a little bit mm. more Teaser. in a second. Yeah. Um, is to then say that they have no missional value. Yeah, which is a... Which is just rubbish. Yeah, yeah. It's completely misidentifying what the church is. Yeah, that's right. Mm. The church is not a, a... A platform for a preacher. Yeah, which, yeah. you know, we've talked about many a time. Totally. So I think, But I think it's a good distinction to make, to realise that, no, everyone has a role, mm. and that preacher is actually just to help equip you so that you can go and do that role for the glory of Christ. Totally. So, so equally necessary. Yeah. Totally. Okay, yeah. so now... Yes. But different. But different. Yeah. Yes. It, equal, but different. And and really what we're talking about here, male and female being different, is is, is natural. And and I think everyone should have a, have give some thought around this. Mm. Is if your daughter or your son or your niece or your nephew were to come to you and say, I okay, I'm a girl, mm. but what makes me a girl? Mm. And I'm a boy. Yeah. What makes me a boy? Mm-hmm. Like and, you know, just putting aside the physiological differences because, yeah. you know, like there are boys and girls who have had... Yeah, there's the, the point know, zero zero and one percent yep. Yeah, totally. Or, you know, their the, the genitals have been damaged or something along sure. those lines. Yeah, Does yeah. that then make them less of a boy or less of a girl? Of course not. No, no, no. So we have to answer the question of what is the distinction between males and females? Totally. There yeah. is difference and there is beauty in that difference. Yeah, and it's not just how we view flowers. Is not just how we view flowers <laughs> or backflips. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Very true. And, and but plainly evident, right? Yeah, is what is what you're saying. Plainly evident is the difference. Yeah. Um. And, and and maybe helpful in this is so complementarian or a complementarian position. Is the yep. root word in that is to complement. Yes. Or complementary. Yeah. Which which is really a really good description of what this position is mm. it is that there are two genders yep who are equal in value and worth and dignity and necessity yep but they're different yep and they are different as a good thing yes not as a not as a negative yep. not as one's better than the other because no 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 we we start with equality yep but they're different and they those differences complement one another yeah and that is a beautiful thing yeah that's right we see that in marriage Hopefully. Yeah, you should. We should. We, we should see it in the home and we most certainly should see it displayed in the church. Yes. Where men and women are complementing one another, yep. flourishing together, 
and glorifying God in uh, in how the church lives and and does ministry and then does mission. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now, b- before we get to, I guess, the why we believe yeah. these things. Um, Should we start? Yeah, sorry, you go. I was just wanting to just really reaffirm something that I just think is um, rampant in our Ooh. It's it's stuck it's snuck into our church and and it, and it comes up in this conversation of that value and dignity comes from role and action yeah or what you do what you do mm. and um if you notice that the way that scripture speaks of humanity Good. and the the big value that they give to to boys and girls mm. it, it is that God is very pleased with them because they are image bearers so they get their worth only because. God mm. gives it to them totally. before they have a role, before they have a anything like that, which, you know, the role and stuff is important. That doesn't diminish that. No. But who you are and the value you have comes from the fact that God gives you value. Very true. And then for us in this new covenant, this new creation that we have through Christ, mm. is our value is, is given to us by how much Christ is willing to pay for us. So you are given value at the moment when mm. Jesus says I will die for you. Yeah. That that's what gives you value. Not then what you do after that. God doesn't look forward to the future and go I'm going to save Joel Loman because he is going to help Lou Grassmusson because that's all he's got value for. <coughs> you know like yeah, yeah, no, no. That's not how it works. No. He gives you value because he's like I'm going to die for you. Yeah. That's what gives you value. Yeah, yeah. And that's a really important thing. Before we get into roles and everything like that, do not diminish the value of humans to a role. It's mm. ridiculous because then what you where does that end? Yeah, it Just because you've got a, a bad job in society that you've used that like you know you're a cleaner, oh well you know that's not as valuable in society, so therefore you have no value in your life, or you lose your job, or mm. you don't you don't contribute to anything, therefore you, that that's that's a horrible way of thinking. Totally, no horrible. Way of that's very important distinction that we have to make. Yeah, well done. Thank you, sir. Do you want a round of applause? Yes, please. <laughs> Do you have one on there? No. Oh, oh maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Now, um, before we get to why we... We're doing so many before we get to... Yeah. <laughs> the 20th before we get to... Yeah. We're going to talk about in a second why we hold this position. Yes. So, biblically, why we hold the position. Yeah. Um, in our planning meeting, which we did do, we yes. had this the other way around, but I think it's important maybe here if we discuss what this means. So, what are the yeah, practical implications... And then people can start ruminating on that. Yes. And then we'll, we'll uh, give the argument for why we think that. Yep. So ultimately what this means internally within the church. Yep. So we'll just stay with the church now. Yeah. We'll, men- we'll comment at home, but anyway. Yep. Um, is that eldership, the role of elders within the church, yep. okay, pastor, overseer, yep. uh, it is a male role. Yeah. And that is because it is the, the spiritual Head of that church, their, their job is to spiritually care for it, just in the same way as at home. The husband is supposed to spiritually lead and care for that whole family. Yep. Same thing happens in the family of the church. Totally. So, key word here, I think, which is useful, is it is the responsibility. Yes. Of the elders. Yes. To spiritually govern and lead the church, and the key word there was responsibility. It yep. is the weight given to. Um. Select men, not all men, yep. but some men yep. who have been appointed as elders to be responsible for that church. Yep. 
and um, that is a, a that is a weight that God has given. Mm-hmm. So, can we just say where where are you scripturally getting that from? So, um, we're going First Timothy, First Timothy, two, chapter three, chapter three, yeah, which talks about the the role of elders, or the noble task of eldership. Mm-hmm. We have the examples of of elders within the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about Acts and and Paul's words to the elders at Ephesus. Mm-hmm. I think about Hebrews 13, verse 17, mm-hmm. which uh, calls the church to obey and submit to their leaders mm-hmm. as those who will who are watching over their souls yep. and will give an account. Now, who's that account to? That account is to God. Yeah. So, so elders are watching over the souls. Yep. So they're spiritually protecting, shepherding, governing, caring yep. for the members of their church. Yep. And they will... And that is a responsibility that is so significant and so weighty, as it were, mm-hmm. um, that the person that they are giving an account to is God. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so, <laughs> it's a so big thing. Weighty, yeah. And so I was explaining this to someone last night. It's like the, the, the tip of a spear. If you, if you were to say that the church is like a spear or a plow, a plow going through the snow, um, the most force that is coming against that plow is right at the point. Mm-hmm. So, so the eldership, a plurality of of leaders who yeah. spiritually govern the church, are the tip of that spear. Yeah. So they wear the greatest burden and the greatest weight um, for what is coming against the church. I don't mean against only in a negative sense. Mm-hmm. I do mean in a negative sense. For example, the um, offence that is coming against the church from our world. Mm. Let's just start with that. Yep. If, if someone's got a problem with gospel life, who are they coming for? Yeah, that's right. They're not coming for you know the member sitting in the back row. Yeah. They're coming for you and I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. The eldership, right? Bring it. Yeah. Spiritually. Yeah. The enemy. Who are they going to try? Ha- who's the enemy going to try handicap the most? Yeah. You and I. Yeah. At the eldership. Yeah. Um. Now and the, but then also from a positive sense, as we talked about. God holds us to account. So there is a positive accountability that that tip of the spear is going to get that, yeah. is, that is from God as well. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, I, I went a bit off, off no, to no, there. I, that's but, really important. Can yeah. I just ask a question then? Mm. Does that mean all leadership is off limits? To women? To women. No. Yeah. No. Cool. So so we want to be very clear on that. Yeah. That eldership is not... Um, For all men? No, not for all men. It's for distinct men. Distinct men, and it is isn't synonymous with leadership. Mm. So women can be leaders, big time. Absolutely, we we have heaps of amazing female leaders in our church. Yes, those female leaders are not elders. Yep, but they are invaluable leaders within our big church time. in in a multitude of different areas. Yep. Yeah, but women should be encouraged within the church to seek leadership. Amen. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think a misunderstanding of this doctrine has led to um, not good outworkings of theology within the church. So like women can be are denied from roles that they should be allowed to. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah, you yeah. know, we just have to be very careful that we go just with where Scripture goes. Yeah, totally. We don't want to close doors that the Bible doesn't. That God doesn't. Yeah, good. Yeah. So, uh, so, so eldership is a role just for men. Yep. And to maybe explain that one step further, um, eldership is a role just for men, just the same as the husband is a role just for men. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's a role that's been 
um, God has given the responsibility to select men in the church for. Yeah. Um, so then the next implication of that. Yeah, so the next implication of that is that then if men, are, these particular men are given the role to be elders, mm. um, to spiritually love and lead the church, yep. then the role of preaching mm. is also for these elders. Yes. Um, and uh, I think this is probably the most hot topic yeah. for people. They yeah. would say, so what you are saying is that women do not have a voice in the pulpit. Mm. And we would say, well, yes, but also no. <laughs> because there <laughs> are so many different ways. So that authoritative, and as um, Kathy Keller would say, teaching with teeth, yep. that opening the word with authority, that is the role of men. Because yep. they're the ones who are going to stand before God in that. Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, but in all other teaching avenues, mm. women are welcome to do so. Totally. So the key text for this is 1 Timothy 2 mm-hmm. and, and sort of verse 1 all the way down to 15. But in verse 12 it says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather she is to remain quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, now the context is this is within the gathered church. Yes, so very a clear point there. And then the next chapter talks about the qualifications for overseers and that teach and exercise authority is two phrases that is used specifically again for elders yes so this is a thing the teaching and exercising authority that only elders do Mm -hmm. Um, now we in our common context would translate that preach Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not it's not just you know having you know running a bible study or Mm -hmm. running kids ministry or teaching informally or whatever it may be because yep. we would say women can do all those things and we Absolutely. should learn from them. All of them should learn from Big them. Time. We go into greater detail next week with Claire on this topic, by the way, if yep. you're like, oh, I want more on this. Yep. More's coming, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the specific role, and it comes back to this burden and responsibility thing, mm-hmm. who is responsible for the spiritual, theological Teaching of God's word to the gathered saints. Mm-hmm. That is the eldership. Yep. Now, let's also be clear. It is not men. Mm-hmm. All men. Yeah. That role isn't for all men. No. It is for some men. Yeah. That, um, that have been appointed by the church and are trusted yep. and faithfully teach God's word. Set aside and gifted yeah. to do that thing. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So there Hopefully. you go. Have, hope that kind of yeah we've jumped straight to like the big topics and 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 brushed over or not even mentioned some others but that, that's really where the rubber hits the yeah, road that's eldership right. and and preaching so we're straight onto it yep now can I just say this has been the position of the church for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years mm. it's only a more recent thing that this has come under a bit of scrutiny yeah and I would just ask the question okay why. Why now? Why now? Yeah. You look at our cultural climate and I just think maybe we're yielding too much as a church on this. Hmm. Now, from the other point of view, mm-hmm. we, can all, we can also look at church history and go, you know, there's been some things that we've got wrong for a long time. Big time. So, so what do we need to do? Because you can argue that both ways. Yep. Is we need to come back to God's word. Yep. And say, what does the Bible say about this topic? Yep. And the Bible's pretty clear. We think we think the Bible's pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. And so so let's talk about why. Why do we hold these things? Why do we hold a complementarian view? Sure. Well, I think the first place we should go is where Paul goes in uh, 1 Timothy. 
Okay. Where he talks about, he brings it back to the created order. Mm, yeah, so let me read it. He says, that statement I read out, I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. Again, in the context of the Gallic church. Now, why, Paul? Tell us why. <laughs> Verse 13. He says, for Adam was formed first and then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. So, so Paul jumps not to the sin of humanity, yep. even though he uses an example. The first thing he jumps to was creation, mm-hmm. God's so, design. That's right. So pre-fall. So some have argued that oh well, this you know this divide that had occurred it is is post-fall. It's the the problem is is that that's not what Paul argues. Mm. Paul argues that it is from a creation order that God has ordained and designed it. Male and female are different, mm. and it is the male's role to spiritually lead that mission. Totally. The captain yeah. of the team. Yeah, as as Paul puts it, for Adam was formed first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was given the responsibility first. He was given the mission yep. first. Yep. And then even it, it then goes on to say that Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Mm-hmm. That seems like we're just blaming Eve there, right? Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> really? Yeah. But what actually is is most evident there is the leadership failure mm. of Adam. Yeah. Who was told not to eat of the fruit of, of good and evil? Evil. 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 <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly right. Adam's. Adam was. And Eve ate it. Mm-hmm. But it was Adam's job to lead her in that. Yeah. To protect, protect her. her. To care for her, yeah, and to pursue God's truth together, mm-hmm. and, and so that's actually a, a, a slap to Adam's face. Exactly right. And the responsibility that he had, and he got wrong. He did not do well. And and you go you go through the book of Romans when it talks about um, the sin of humanity mm-hmm. that came through one man. Mm-hmm. Who was that man? It was Adam, mm-hmm. because it was his failure. Yeah, that's right. And he bears the brunt of that. He bears the responsibility of that. Yeah, absolutely. So creation. Creation. Uh, I think also another important distinction to make is then the curse that is put on humanity. Mm. And within that curse, it mm. speaks of the fact that she will be vying for his role. Yeah. Genesis yeah. 3. Genesis 3, which mm. we need to be very careful. As in it says, you're, you'll be longing for him. And the language is, is you're, you're actually longing all that role that he holds. Yeah. So putting humanity at odds with one another, destroying mm-hmm. that beautiful distinction yeah. that God has made. That natural complementing of one another. Yeah. 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 So, so skewed by sin. Yeah. So we go creation. Yeah. Where do we go next? Uh, I, well, I would look at God. Yeah. At, at the actual character of God and our triune God. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't want to draw too many um, things from this, but in yep. God we see um, unity. Mm-hmm. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are all equally God. Yep. But then we also see um, differences in yeah. their roles and how they operate mm. in the world, how they love and and redeem and create. Yeah. And so we see, we've used it in the past, but we see that um, all things are from the Father, through the Son, and by the Spirit. Mm. And um, we see the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, who are all equally and fully and truly God, um, and Lord, yep, um, working in different ways and satisfying different roles in in how they have been revealed to us. Yeah. So we see a a, a complementarian <laughs> uh, God in some ways. Mm, absolutely, we do. Mm. 
That's a good one. It's a good picture. Yeah, it is a really good picture. So next we see the the natural mm. um, um, headship, spiritual headship of the church mm. that then flows um, from the, the priesthood all yeah. the way to the apostles. Yeah, so throughout Scripture there is actually a, a model of male responsibility. That's right. Um, as it relates to family and and the church or the people of God. That's right. So important thing to say there are there were strong female leaders. Yeah. Inside uh, in the Old Testament, necessary, necessary female important. leaders. Yeah. Used by God. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who were yeah, yeah brilliant, but when there was that spiritual headship, yeah. the great high priest, um, or the priesthood, the in priesthood, general. Yep. In, yeah, in general. That was a male role, yeah, um, and that was carried through the whole time. Yeah, so so very quickly, the priesthood, their role was to represent yep. God to the people, and then represent the people to God to to stand as responsible in the gap as mm. uh, in a mediatory role, really. Yeah, and and the priesthood was the men mm. of Levite, the the Levitical priesthood. We we might refer to it as and yep. and so that was a, a role given to men. Mm. Now you jump to the New Testament because you might go, oh, that's you know that's out of date. Yeah. That's Old Testament yeah, that's right. stuff. We're Old New covenant. covenant now. Yeah. Jesus comes along, yep. and he appoints twelve people, twelve yep. men, yep. in fact, um, who then Judas nips off and and um, Matthias <laughs> is added and and some others, and the they would be known as apostles, mm. those who were appointed. By Christ and sent to lay the foundation of the church, as Ephesians um, teaches us. Yep, and and they are given the responsibility of having again that that oversight, um, foundational role in the church. Now, there's a couple of questions in that that we you know we could naturally ask. Yeah, is God both in the Old Testament and through Jesus doing this intentionally? Yep, or because it's a cultural thing. Yeah. So Old Testament times was generally, and, and even New Testament times, a more misogynistic culture. Yep. Patriarchal. Yeah. So are they just appointing men in these distinct roles yep. because that's what... It's a know, lesser sin. It's the easier thing to kind of yeah. like be culturally appropriate. Yeah. It's, uh, are they just trying to fit in? Yeah. Well... We'd have to say no. We have to say no because... Everything that God does through his people, yep. both in Old Testament and in New Testament, yep. was countercultural. Yep. Jesus died for being or was was murdered, was crucified yep. for being countercultural. That's right. So if you're gonna go so far to die for being different, yep. why are you then gonna go, I'll be a coward on this one That's topic? Right. It, it doesn't seem to hold up. And particularly for for gender, he didn't care so much. Like he was seen with, with women in public. You know, like in that day and age you, you you just weren't. That yeah. was not the done thing to do, particularly as a single man. Yeah, his first witnesses were women. Totally. to his resurrection. Yeah, like if he, he spends wanted- time with prostitutes and and the, with a woman at the well and like constantly giving value to women and yep. and role to women, big time. Yeah, and and so clearly mm. he, he's not caring about. He's not a coward to culture. No. Yeah, and so we have to say he's being purposeful. He's been purposeful. There is a specific. Role that he is giving to men. Yeah, and it's not to say that those who would be important in the church moving forward, and at that point were only men. Mm. No, no, no. Because clearly the narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, we, we see lots of examples of, of women being fruitful and valuable and integral. Yep. Great evangelists, all this kind of stuff. It's just this spiritual headship role. Yeah. Spiritual responsibility. Yep. Totally. Yep. So so we see it in, in the... We could say that's like the narrative of Scripture. Mm-hmm. The spiritual headship in the Old Testament through the priesthood and the New Testament through the apostles and then following from the apostles, elders and, and overseers. And, and that's where we get to really the key texts yep. in the New Testament. First Timothy being one of them, chapter 3, yep. and then also Titus where it talks about the overseers or, yep. or the elders being the husband of one wife. Yep. And, uh, First Corinthians 13, 14. First Corinthians 14. And um, yeah. And then the examples yep. of all elders, pastors, overseers in the New Testament and apostles are men. Yep. So we have both the testimony of Scripture and the example of Scripture. Yep. Or the command of Scripture, you command might put it, and the example of Scripture. Yep, absolutely. Mm. And I think the last one, which is um, I think an important one, and then perhaps we should go to a break after this, go to our ad, Yep. is uh, one of our... <laughs> many sponsors, is the role of the church in our society mm. in this regard. Yeah. That we are to stick to what the word of God says and not to yield to what is culturally being appropriated upon us. Mm. And so we believe that the early church was complementarian in nature mm. because this is the beautiful pattern that God has created through scripture and mm. all those important things. And so therefore we, sh- we must stand firm on these things, showing the beautiful distinction between males and females. Joel. (laughs) Hey, hey mate, how are you? (laughs) So I just thought I just wanted to make you speak first. Did you? Yeah. Hello, listeners. This is a interruption in the general program, in the normal program, to uh, tell you that we're not doing an ad today. No, we have been doing so well as a podcast (laughs) that all our ads have dried up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Because of extreme oh, popularity, extreme. no one wants to advertise with us. It's really weird. It is so yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is is something a little bit different. Yes, more coming soon. More coming soon. But today we thought we would introduce you to one of the new members of our team. Yeah. Okay. We we've got a name. We're Alter Boys. Alter Boys. Yeah. We are the Alter Boys. Okay. So so so, so these two. Two lads that are yeah. helping us out have decided that they've given themselves a new title. Yeah. The Altar Boys. And so you're going to have to justify it now. Why Altar Boys? Okay. Well, Dylan and I just really appreciate the tradition in the mm. church. Mm. Um, so I think of uh, I think of denominations that still incorporate the use of Altar Boys in their, in their worship services. Okay. And me and Dylan just love that. I think we would, and we just love you as our elders. So we think that'd be a really good way to serve our elders as Altar boys. We've always dreamt of being altar boys at a worship service on a Sunday morning, but I guess that's never going to happen. So we have to do it here, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> so I, I, I googled what an altar boy does, and this is Great. this is directly from uh, the trusted website Wikipedia. It says an <laughs> says an altar server attends to supporting tasks at the altar. Altar, such as here it is. This is the the key title: 
the key job. Yep. Fetching and carrying. Yep. <laughs> so, so, so your main job here is to help with fetching and carrying. So you're yep. up for that? A removalist. Oh, where do I sign? Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> just quickly, um, Dylan, what do you think about this? <laughs> uh, because you've, you're talking in the plural here and there's only one of you. What's the deal with yeah, that? Very well played. No. That was good. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, stay here. He's at uni. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yet to, yet to hear him on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical. Imaginary? Imaginary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. But any, anyway, one, one thing that grips us about you two is your use of vernacular. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, we want to be a missional church. Yeah. And we yeah. want to reach all generations. Okay. Cool. Absolutely. And so, what we thought we could do is get you guys, or, or you know, you and your imaginary friend, to uh, to teach us some of the new lingo that's okay. that's going around. And uh, so one, so today, for, for all our listeners out there, we've been wow. talking about some serious topics, and yep. of of even more import, yeah, is import. Uh, is how we uh, chat with the next generation. So teach us, young 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 altar boy. Can I just <laughs> can I just quickly say, Joel talks. You talk as if you're like a fifty year old. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you like 21 or something yeah. how old are you it's like six years yeah. in between us puberty just ended yeah exactly right people have been questioning that in our church for a long time yeah, yeah, yeah. you know whippersnappers <laughs> tell us your funny word <laughs> well, go on then um, youngin yeah cool so one that's um, been circulating a lot um, mm. is culture so um you know, you all know, you all know the word culture, but it's yes. it's more of a twist on the context. Uh-huh. So a really good example of this might be um, uh, Dylan might might uh, I don't know um, he might uh, get get into a get into a call with me on the phone. Yeah, he might say I've got a cup of tea, and it's really nice. I'm like, oh, that's culture. It's very cultural that you're drinking a cup of tea right now. Right. So, so the way you're looking at me tells me all that I need to know. Yeah. That yeah, you think this is stupid? But <laughs> oh yeah, that's sort of what you know what? You just out of I just question. think you're out of touch. Okay. Yeah, I think culture is going to be the next big thing. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so you're using a word that refers to people groups doing things in certain ways. Yeah. Uh, in relation to drinking tea. <laughs> oh, that's just one example, but it gets flogged like. Like well, Dylan, well, Dylan, another one. Dylan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you speak in a way that we all all, all yeah. us guys understand? Yeah. <laughs> so okay. culture is like a way of something that saying that something is good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, and that's quite a common theme, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything's good. It's, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but well, Dylan might get a high distinction on his assignment, and I might. Oh, that's that's huge culture. Like that's massive culture because I'm just so proud of him. Mm. Wow. So, so it can never be used negatively. Well, like, what if yeah, someone no. were like, you know, uh, you would get hit by a truck or something like that? That's not culture. That's that is, like, that is oh, the opposite of culture. Bad culture. What is the opposite of culture? As in, in your. In your <laughs> that's something to think about. Yeah. That, well, there has well to be that's a negative, quite awful, right? really. Okay, so like if someone gets hit by a truck, that's quite awful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but awful is a normal <laughs> you're word. To, you're trying to <laughs> You're trying to paint me like I'm some like insensitive villain here, but oh, no, it's no, just no. Like, quite awful. Why are you trying to joke about the fact someone's been hit by a truck first of all? Like, well let's not make yeah, light well, of this. Come well on done. now. Way to throw it back at me. Yeah. But, but genuinely, your genuinely. words are weird. Yeah, they are. And you yeah. love it. Yeah, no, I love it. I appreciate it. And we've all learned something today. We, Have we? Uh, yeah. Yep. Isn't this podcast culture? Very so, good. Luke, should we make some comments on this? Yeah, we should. 
Coming up we, next week, I mentioned we talked to Claire Smith. We, we dive into the text a little bit more and, and her perspective is just so wonderful. Yeah. Great book record as well mm. coming up. And then the week after, we're going to talk with a, a local Adelaidean pastor, um, Carl, who's going to, we're going to talk about some of the objections to this. Yep. So um, I'm sure you've heard many of the objections before. You might even have some swirling around in your mind right now. We're going to go through them yep. and chat about them. So, about so that'll it. be good. But before, um, did you have any comments you wanted to make on this? Uh, I No, I just would like to just back up with what you said earlier is mm. please don't go flip tables and light cars on fire mm. in response to this. Don't cancel. Uh, we want to be obedient to Scripture. It is is not that the church is wanting to silence a uh, agenda <laughs> no. to fulfill some patriarchal whatever. That's not what it's about. Is no. actually being obedient to scripture, and mm. it can be a painful thing. Can I actually just say the opposite of that? Mm-hmm. We need more women. Mm-hmm. We know we need more women who can teach the Bible. Yes, we do. We need more women who can lead. We need more women who have a a strong voice in in our lives, yep. and I'm saying that personally. Yeah, and in our churches. Yep, we need um, the beautiful gift that is motherhood, mm-hmm. and we need to value that as a mm. church because every human comes from a mum. Yeah, and so we we need uh, to value that. Well, you even look at when the law was given to the church mm. early on. Mm. Uh, not to the church, sorry, to, to Israel early right. on. Yeah, yeah. It is given to parents. Yeah. It is given to parents to, to remind their children. They, they say, like, write it down. Mm. And so when you remind your kids of when they go to bed or when they get up in the morning so that they might know the Lord your God, there is such value in mm. motherhood. Totally. And I think this is part of what our, our last kind of point that we were saying earlier on. And mm. like This grinds my gear of... Society mm. is heading more and more and more to a place of where it is rejecting mm. the value of gender, right? Yeah. And what that then does is it ostracizes those in our in our society that are so important. Yeah. Like mums. Yeah, totally. Like we are really passionate about mums. Yeah. It, yeah. We, and, and and let's also be clear, and I know we shouldn't have to say this, but we do, is if you're not a mum or not able to be a mum and you're, you're a woman, that yeah. doesn't make you any less valuable. Absolutely. You are valuable because you're an image bearer. Our church needs spiritual mums. Our yep. churches need spiritual mums, yep. even if you can't have your own children. So Big time. if you thought that then, let me squash that for you. Yeah, exactly. Because right. we need you. We, we most definitely need you. We need you to help teach. You know, you see mm. in, in Scripture where the Apollos is, is help guided by Priscilla and Aquila. Yeah, corrected. Like we need yeah. them. We need women who know the word well. I mean, I have personally really valued this. Like my favorite book on this subject is Claire Smith's book, which is God's Good Design. <laughs> yeah, she's taught us heaps she's on that. She's taught us heaps on that. For Jen sure. Wilkin, what a boss. Yeah, we love her. Totally. My good mate. Mm. And as an extension of that, so, so we believe that, the elders, uh, sorry, an elder is a male role, mm-hmm. and therefore the eldership is responsible for the spiritual governance of the church. I, I would add to that that if the eldership is not seeking the voice mm-hmm. and the ideas and the um, the correction, even yep. of women in their church, yep. then they are fools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not only fools, but not fulfilling the role of of best shepherding that church. Yeah, absolutely. Now, like practically, we have elders meetings yep. where it's 
just the elders at. Yeah. So that's just men, right? Yeah. But if we as individuals aren't hearing the voice and aren't seeking the voice mm. of the women in our church, then then we're disregarding and neglecting probably 50%, if not more, <laughs> of our church. Yep. So, anyway. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> little rant. <laughs> <laughs> to myself. Yep. No, it's so true. Absolutely so true. Can I add one more thing? Yeah. It'll probably turn into five. But yeah, good. Go. Is... I can speak for myself and I, and I hopefully paste this over all men <laughs> and yes. it be faithful. Um, not all men and certainly me at times, we don't necessarily want the responsibility that has been given to us as men. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm talking just as in my family, right? Mm-hmm. There are times when I, I don't want to have to bear the weight of this decision and whether it goes right or wrong. Mm. I don't want to be responsible for my family spiritually. Yeah. Um, at times. And big time. Like, like I want to run and hide from that. Mm. I want someone else to, to take that burden. Mm. Um, and, and that is, but in spite of that, that is the responsibility that God has given me. Mm. And as a husband, that is the responsibility that I took up. Yeah, as an elder, that is a responsibility that I've taken up as an elder in this church. Yeah. We're having this discussion with someone last night and and my wife, who is far wiser than me, <laughs> was talking about it and just explaining it. And I should we should have just had her on instead of me. It would have been heaps more fruitful. Would have been heaps better. Um and she um she said how was talking about our elder candidates and those who've, you know, understood what eldership is and the responsibility that it holds. And then we've gone to them and asked them, hey, would you come on an eldership track because we believe you're, you're called and gifted and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and she said that when I came and told her that they said yes, she was like, what? <laughs> Why would you say yes to that? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're willing to have that responsibility? Yeah. And, and she, was, she was talking personally and saying, you know, that's just something I don't want and I'm thankful that God hasn't given it to me and – all those sorts of things, but also that—that's the weight and the burden that that men mm-hmm. in general have yep. in being responsible in in the family, yep. in in marriage. If if you're so blessed to be married, but for those men who are given the responsibility within the church, that is the care of souls that is accountable to God. Yeah, where that burden. Yeah, where that burden. Yeah, mm. absolutely, and in the same ways in the home as well. You are blessed to have that family. Mm. You have to stand before God on that. <laughs> it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Husbands, love your wives yep. as Christ loved the church. Yep. There's the bar. There's the bar. As Christ loved the church. Yeah. And I think just as probably as we bring this to an end, I think it is so important to acknowledge the mistreatment that we've seen of men in leadership. mm and want to encourage all of you, male and female, who've experienced those things to understand that all of these people will stand before God. God is a just God. Mm. And they will have to give account yeah. for what they have done. Totally. And so with your wrestling through, please, for one, do not put yourself in the position of God. No. Don't put that weight on yourself. You're not you're not designed designed mm-hmm. to carry that for yourself. You you're designed to go and give that to him. But two, just be free of feeling 
the 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 weight and and the burden of having to wrestle with that any longer and letting that taint your view of what scripture is let's allow scripture to guide that through his holy spirit so that we can um, be free and enjoy the good gifts that god gives to us